0: Troanime. How did we find it? How does it hold up? Unpacking the hidden outs of the an old school nerd. And proving that 80s kids can't remember a damn thing right. These are the mindless midlife musings of the anime nerd.
1: Welcome to Mindless Midlife Musings of the Anime Nerd. I'm Rick, and I'm joined by the rest of our panel, Lynette, Vic, and Brian. And also, our executive producer, Andrea, has decided to grace us with her presence this episode. How's everyone doing?
2: Hello. Let's do it. It's Andrea. Hi.
1: <laughs> See, this way, she can edit and censor us as we go. Exactly.
0: <laughs> it's going to be wonderful. Live editing. I guarantee you, we're going to have to pay uh, Larry Shinsworth some royalty for as much we're going to be saying Andrea. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, in this episode, we discuss another entry in our Ghibli Fest series as we witness and follow a li- the life of a girl in a world without Amazon.com. Uh, today, we're talking about Kiki's Delivery Service. Uh, Kiki's Delivery Service is a 1989 Japanese animated film written, produced, and directed by Hayao Miyazaki. It was adapted from a 1985 novel by Eiko Kadono. Uh, And it was animated, of course, by Studio Ghibli and released by Toei. This was another one of the Studio Ghibli films that received one of those streamlined Pictures dubs that was used for flights, international flights. And uh, later, uh, it received a dub from the Walt Disney Company in the late 90s. uh, And then they released it on home video in North America in 1998. So this is one of those Ghibli Fest films that actually does fit our criteria. Uh, the plot's pretty straightforward uh, story of a young witch and her mandatory year of independent life. how she finds a city uh, all her own and tries to fit into life there while she supports herself running an air courier service. that's the what they called it on the IMDB an air courier service. I was like well that's that's some clever writing <laughs> <laughs> This uh, before we get started, let's all break down how we watched it. Dubs or dubs? Dubs. And uh, it was dub. weird. It was weird.
2: <laughs> I, I live in a original language only household, so sub here.
0: Right. So, <laughs> he uh... makes it, that's the preface. He makes <laughs> it sound like 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 it's like a. I don't eat pork or anything like that. <laughs> it's, it's a
1: lifestyle. Is this anime kosher? <laughs> <laughs> uh-
0: <laughs>
2: Mike, be slightly offended by that, Brian. Pork is life.
0: <laughs> so uh, now, um, Andrea,
1: I know you started it in English, but then switched.
3: So, I mean, I've watched this film a bunch of times, so I've seen it in both. But yes, for watching it for this purposes, I would switch back and forth. I was watching the English version, but I was like, wait a minute. I don't remember that being said and like switching back and forth from the English version and the Japanese version just to see what was different.
2: To be fair, I'm pretty sure Andrea watched this like 5,000 times before
1: before she even left Diapers. She yes. could've yeah, she could've gone through this episode without having rewatched it. So but you know, props
3: to her. Absolutely. But why when I have another opportunity to watch this wonderful exactly. film?
1: Exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. I watched it in the Streamlined dub. So those of you who watched the dub, uh, you probably watched the HBO Max release, which means you watched Disney's version. And I I decided to slightly different, and watch the old streamlined dub. Just that way we all had kind of a different experience, and we could all kind of compare notes on that one.
3: Yeah, whatever you want to say.
0: i I, got to say, I enjoyed Kristen Dunst's voice for us.
1: Yes, right. So the English dub uh, for Disney was typical Disney fare. They had a star-studded cast. They had uh, Kirsten Dunst, Kiki, and the late, great Phil Hartman as Gigi. It was his last role before he was brutally murdered. Um... Yeah, so the, the Disney release is dedicated to Phil, which is dark. Uh, <laughs> but then, you now here's another bit. So, Streamline Dub features a lot of familiar voices from our generation. Uh, they're like all the, late, all the greats from Robotech are there. Edie um, Mirren is the voice of Miria, Greg Snagov, uh, Alexandra Kenworthy, Eddie First, and These are all, they've played like Azonia and Scott and Lynn Kyle and like they're all the Robots, Streamline guys. Um, but Kerrigan Mah- Mahan uh, was Gigi, and he's Goldar from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, for those of you in that generation.
0: <laughs> so and- you think that Streamline Gigi goes from, the difference between Streamline and Disney is he goes from Phil Hartman, who has wonderful, smooth, dulcet, I mean, just, just molasses <laughs> voice, to fucking Goldar?
1: No, that's the best part. So if you ever actually get a chance to watch the streamlined dub, the, um, Reagan plays it really well. Uh, I would say very akin to Phil's performance. Uh, his, the way he, perf- he, his voice, uses his voice. It's a, it's a lighter fare. It's really good. Um, but what's interesting to note about this. And the reason I, I wanted to talk about the vocal casts was, uh, Lisa Michelson who plays Sasaki in the streamlined version of Totoro she plays the voice of Kiki in this. And what's interesting to note is she passed in 1991. So she had on this dub and died not long after that as well. Jeez. So kind of, I don't, I mean, I, it, not her last role, but like it was getting there. Just so kind of like this eerie... <laughs> Are
0: you Are you really trying to make a slit artist? Uh, so hard, and now come on, bro. It was
1: just kind of eerie to me. And I'm like, wow, like that was just a strange
2: a little dark that you know, dubbing this has ended two people,
1: right? Yeah, two cursed. very talented, you know, uh, artists. Anyway,
0: they could have delivered an extra life. No, Nobody's <laughs> got to do that.
1: Sadly, no. Um, so there's some controversy about the dubs for this one Uh, Disney took some liberties with what they did which I mean they they take liberties on things that they always do but in this particular one there were some notable moments that made Andrea go you know what I'm I'm switching (laughs) she was done with the English version yep um, and those things were not necessarily in the streamlined one. So if you are going to ever watch a dub, it seems based on uh, things that the streamlined dub managed to be a little more faithful to the source material, which was pretty crazy considering it was late 80s, early 90s when that version got made.
0: <laughs> now, just this to this make sure, this was not created by uh, Miyazaki? No, he... so. Yes and no,
1: or actually no and yes. So it's it's based on a book um, written by Kadano Kadono? Kadono, I'll pronounce it right at some point in this podcast. And um, it differed, or Miyazaki took the, and he started like going with it and editing it and adding things to it and modifying it. And by the time he was ready to, to make it, um, the book, the author of the book hated it. I was like this is some bullshit, and wanted to cancel the project because they changed so much of her original story. And the story goes: I wrote it in my notes somewhere that um, he went to her house, convinced her to come to the studio and take a tour of the place. And uh, after doing so, they had uh, eased her tensions, and and she decided to let them continue with the project. So, but she was very upset. so I've heard mm. you corroborate this.
3: This is true. This boring. is what I know.
1: So yeah it was uh, it was an interesting sort of thing. It's kind of ironic to me. there's a little bit of irony there that that he made so many changes to the thing that the original creator was upset. And that's exactly what studios do to anime when they get localized. Little Mm. pot in the kettle action there. Just saying.
4: So no sword (laughs) delivery for this one. Yeah, right. No sword delivery. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody nobody delivered a sword on this one. (laughs) No,
1: definitely. So yeah, Yeah,
2: uh, Ghibli sends out swords. Ghibli does not receive swords.
1: (laughs) 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 So yeah, it was. um, It's interesting. That's all. Just an interesting thing. So yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about this story itself. Um, you know, the, the anime is from the late '80s, and I tell you what, watching it, I, I couldn't have told you that because it looks really good. It looks excellent. I think it may as well have been made in the late '90s.
0: <laughs> I look at it and, and I, I'm thinking to myself, is this like remastered, kind of like the like way George Lucas redid Star Wars? The pressure paint. He found a new great color of what? And he wanted to put that into it. I mean, no, this is the original color. And I'm like, either my tea is really good or this motherfucker's pretty good.
1: Yeah. 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 It's, it's, of course, uh, as we say about all of these things, a beautiful piece of visual styling. Um,
2: Yeah. I had to actually pause and I had to look up to see if it actually. Was did fit in our time frame, which, 89, that blew me away.
0: 89!
2: Yeah. And it's just a testament of how keeping the original Masters, you know, in a safe place makes a world of difference.
4: hmm
1: Yeah. Yeah, you, if you're going to own this, you can get a Blu-ray of it and be extremely happy. <laughs> it is excellent uh, preservation of this movie. Uh, and and it's it's I don't know how to kind of take it. It's just a really fucking cute movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really it's really sweet. Um, the whole thing is kind of about you know having confidence in yourself and maturing a little. It's, it's and a lot of people make parallels to her and Shahiro. Spirited Away, that the characters have to kind of grow up a little bit during the course of the story. And and I can see that I can see how that correlation's made uh, between the two. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I like to anime nerd out, animation nerd out, and I love Here we I go love watching this anime. I love watching how they animate her youth and inexperience in everything she does, the way she packs her bag to the way she has trouble flying. She's been doing it since she was younger. The the
0: way that the, Yo, the first room takeoff? Yeah. Oh my god. I felt so this is my life. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it was she's like, I'm gonna go out
1: and make something of myself.
3: Oh shit, a wall. <laughs> it was a tree, not a wall. <laughs> <laughs> Her,
4: or her intense concentration when she's doing something, right? She has that look and you're like, are you concentrating or do you have to go to the bathroom? Because that's like the look. It's like, it's a real intense, and it's very cute because around that age, look. yeah, because around that age, we all look like that. You know, I have pictures of me while I was crafting and I look my, I look like I was either concentrating or I had to go to the bathroom. It's just, that's how the teenagers look. It
2: was like... You're deep in thought or trying not to fart.
4: <laughs> you know, all she was missing was the tongue sticking out in the corner.
1: <laughs> it's excellent. It, it, and they do that the whole damn movie. There isn't a minute where Kiki's doing something that is a wasted moment of time. Every the hair.
4: Yeah. I don't know if anybody else notices. Like, every time she goes and she's got that real focus and she's going to use magic, her hair kind of goes poof, mm-hmm. Just a little. It's that, like, is oh,
1: that what? <laughs> it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like the ghibliism. I don't know if that's what we're calling it, but that's what I'm calling it. You have that thing where the hair animates and it's, it's sort of mm-hmm. like, si- si- you know, simulating that your hair standing on end, the goosebumps, the intensity of a moment. And you kind of get that, like, as, as intense as I ever was, my hair never did that. When I had hair, my hair never did that. <laughs> um, it would have been impressive. <laughs>
4: yeah. um, well, did it when I shocked myself? But I don't
1: think that counts. Go. No,
0: I,
2: I don't think <laughs> my hair is perpetually in that position, which is why I have to shave it so short.
1: She <laughs> leaves her home, and she's she's trying to she's flying away, and she's trying to find a city. And she has Gigi turn on the radio, and she's just kind of having a good old time, floating along, doing her thing. And she rolls up on this other witch, this little girl, calling her the the witch bitch.
3: Mm-hmm. Appropriate. Uh, Most
0: stuck up cat,
1: <laughs> dude. Everything on that broom had a broom up its ass. They're so stuck knew- up. <laughs> Even the light didn't move at the end of her broom.
3: <laughs>
1: but I kind of liked that. So I don't know if any of you've seen uh, Mary of the Witch's Flower. It's an anime that was made by former Studio Ghibli staff. And and it's very much got Ghibli's DNA all over it. And I'm telling you, every time I watch this, I think of the girl Mary from that anime, because the the witch in... The bitch witch on the broom... Looks like an older version of that character. Uh, She's kind of got these like goofy pigtail things going on, and it's just—I'm going. Please don't let that character turn into this bitch.
2: (laughs) No, what I've noticed on with those two—that the witch and the cat—it's like if you notice, both of them had the same look in their eyes. Yeah, it's like if you know, if one was looking one way, the cat was looking the exact same way, and it was was just weird and uncanny and yeah that cat was stuck up
1: there was a there was a it, it was great because there's like this unifying condescension in them towards kiki mm-hmm. who can barely wrangle her broom and <laughs> she's trying to turn off the radio and practically plummets to her death like i i love that showing that this girl's been doing it for a bit for a hot minute and she thinks she's tough shit and kiki who like just flew away is still trying to figure mm-hmm. shit out um mm-hmm. it's a great little moment between a horrible girl who
0: uh, probably. It felt like a Malfoy meets a Weasley moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's you
1: know? yeah, excellent, yeah. Oh, it did. Um,
3: they hand-me-down broom and everything.
0: It, it set up a little bit of expectation for me that I didn't actually realize. Yeah. You know? I, so, oh my god, you're a witch. You're going to be going off to school or going off to train to be a witch. I was expecting some big Hogwarts. To come into play. Right. No hog works. Nope. This is a, You're going to be winging it with, with Guardian Leviosa this entire movie. <laughs> we, we, we hope you get, <laughs> get lucky. Yeah, like, yeah, sure, you're
2: 13. Pick a direction, go that way, find a place to live and survive for a year.
1: Okay,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. One spell. Rebellio. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so- one. That's all you get. <laughs>
1: And I I liked that um that they established very quickly and very very early on that this is a very there's a common occurrence it's very normal these witches they turn thirteen they go out and they have to do a year on their own and it's like it's an established thing and the mom's even reminiscing about when she did it that's I loved all that little moment stuff because it makes when Kiki accidentally happens upon a city that barely even knows she's around, you know like it, how much more like she almost expects everybody to just assume, oh, you know, yeah, sure, oh hey, look, it's a witch, come on, in when there's like literally people in the streets running from her
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've had those, and, and we've we've had moments of expectations versus real re- reality, yeah, hit us, you know yeah. uh, um those times like when I went to the military. And it's like, the military is supposed to be kind of gentle, because that's what you hear everybody else say. And I'm not expecting anybody to get in my face. I'm in the Navy. <laughs> Bruh. No <laughs> <laughs> <The> lies. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was 20. And I still had the wool just pull over my eye like that. I could only imagine that at 13, I'm going to go live in the city. You know that's how runaway kids you wind up fucking Walmart <laughs> because of shit like this. Right, I
1: mean, and at no point do they prepare her for it. Her mom's like, nice "Listen, it's been a hot minute. There's not that many witches out there anymore. You might land in a city that doesn't even know what the fuck you're doing." Um, so be ready. Right. No, yeah. none of that. She's just like, "Have fun." Uh, you really? Do you really want to go? And she's like, "I'm out." And
0: <laughs> I'm gonna leave today. I'm gonna leave today yeah.
1: right now. Um, Right now. Oh, man. And it's so great when she happens upon this. I mean, the way that she happens upon this, this city. She wanted something by the ocean. Of course, she got what she wanted. Then to be in this environment, Ruby's like, like they know there are witches. So I, I did like that. It wasn't like this big surprise. The world knows witches exist. This is a common thing, or at least it was a common thing. And you can kind of tell we're in the waning days of this. Because these people in this city haven't seen a witch in a really long time, if ever. And the few people that have are like, damn, a witch? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like I appreciated that level of world building and made it that much more, uh, I don't know, terrifying for Kiki.
0: Speaking of world building, do we know the time period of this
1: so I mean, officially, it's like I, I wrote it down somewhere in here. It's like it's supposed to be like nineteen fifties Europe, but a, a Europe where the World Wars never happened. Okay, all right. That's, that's kind of the premise, um, and it feels like very late forties, kind of early fifties, sort of European. All the mm-hmm. buildings are. If you've ever been to Europe, all the buildings are really, really fucking old. Um the technology is newer. So, you know, they had radios and they had you know, electricity and automobiles and oh, all that. But they, all the streets are cobblestone and all the buildings have like this, you know, the wood pillar finishings. And it's just, mm-hmm. it is very on point. And, and they did the research for it. They went to a bunch of different uh, European cities and a bunch of sketch research and stuff to make sure that the city felt
0: right. And, and I think the, I think that is, it is amazing how I was expecting to see like Japan's take on witchcraft but it had nothing to do with Japan. And I, and I, I feel like sometimes you get such a disservice between, well, is this person supposed to be Japanese that you're that you're animating, or is this person supposed to be, you know, European that you're animating? So I found myself like like jarring that I do not know when, you know, what I'm saying when this is supposed to be. No, that that looks like a a, a Tuscany village over there. Yeah. What part of Japan would I find this? <laughs> <laughs> get it
1: i get it i mean to miyazaki's credit and studio ghibli's credit they do a lot of stories that are set in places other than japan um howl's moving castle was absolutely set in european villages uh Rosso set in like italy kind of you know world war ii era Iki, of course uh so you know they do try tells broader stories I think that's probably what makes them more of a mass appeal product than a lot of other anime.
0: So so it's highly possible. You can see Kiki over in Euro Disney.
1: (laughs) Why the hell not? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean this. So the big problem with that, of course, is that Disney gave up their license to all this stuff. Yeah. So they, they walked on their, Ghibli license, or it was only the contract was only for I don't know if they walk, but the contract was for 15 years and that has lapsed. So now G Kids yeah. has scooped it all up and they are not shy about going ham with it. <laughs> That's why we get Ghibli Fest every year. Mm-hmm. So apparently, part of the deal was they got to keep the dubs too because they keep releasing those and streaming those. Yep, pretty interesting. Makes me wonder if G-Kids isn't like some offshoot of Disney. You know, like Miramax or Touchstone or... I don't think they are. We'll save that for the show notes. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So clearly this town had no idea about which traditions because she had to like explain herself. Like, oh, I'm 13. Like the hotel guy. She's like, oh, I'm 13. I'm supposed to do a year of this on my own. And I was like, yeah, cool. You got ID? (laughs) Just non... Very not, not helpful at all. And that was pretty much the whole city. Mm-hmm. Until she, she stumbles upon one of the kindest people in anime, uh, Ozono, who is extremely pregnant for the entire anime.
2: <laughs> Until, like, the very end.
1: <laughs> and uh, I wrote a note about this because I thought it was kind of funny. This You can tell I'm a parent. So... She runs outside with the pacifier and she's like ready to burst and she's like oh lady you forgot your like she can hear you like way the fuck down where that lady was. You forgot your pacifier and then she goes inside and she's like hey everybody hold up I gotta go deliver this. And I think it was you that said like you're gonna fucking catch this lady. And
3: she's like hang on one moment I'll be right back and I'm like Lady, how are you gonna be right? It's gonna take you some hours. You are very pregnant. <laughs> you're gonna waddle mm-hmm. there. There's no way you're gonna make it there and back in a few minutes. Right. It took like five minutes of the movie just for her to walk back to Kiki.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so
1: Kiki delivers this pacifier, and here's the part where my parent mode kicked in. Kiki delivers the pacifier, and the baby's losing his shit. And Kiki, and the baby takes the pacifier and puts it in her in his mouth. The mom didn't do did shit.
0: It, it. Did he clean it off or nothing? It had an eye.
1: Nothing. I'm like so, I wrote. So uh, we're not going to sanitize that pacifier, are we? We're just going to go for it.
0: It was a different
2: time then. It was like drinking from the water hose. It builds immunity.
1: <laughs> and I was Girls like,
4: Didn't yeah. exist then. <laughs> nope. it's not,
1: mm, not okay. <laughs> <laughs> Damn,
4: Rona, you have
0: messed with us. That's don't worry. That's what it, yeah, that's what
4: she, mean. she licked it before she gave it to the kid. Don't worry. She's uh, <laughs> Well, you don't know
2: where also found it. She could have found it on the floor. She could have found it in the bathroom.
4: But again,
1: just dad mode. Sorry. Uh, Ozono. No, no. Uh, no. That's Rona dad
0: mode. That's Rona dad mode. There
1: you go. Uh, Ozono, the woman with a heart of gold. Um. I, I like I love her character because she's a classic example of Ghibli, uh showing the best in people. like they always have a character who's just kind for the sake of kindness and gives this thirteen year old stranger a place to stay a job, lets her use her phone to start up her, her home business like mm-hmm. very giving
4: and she doesn't get mad. Whenever oh. Kiki did something very awkward or weird, she just stopped and laughed and was like, "Okay, let's go." Yeah. Like.
0: <laughs> it, it, for me, my radar went off a bit. It, it felt it felt like child labor was being condemned. <laughs> right. right. Well, hey, I- I'm pretty sure child labor was pretty much
2: used quite often until like the late '80s. So, yeah. <laughs> No, but th- this
0: is different than hey, hey, I'm going to go get a job at the mall because I'm a teenager. No, no, because it's 13. It feels like it's still you still could be making some blankets. <laughs> I
1: I hear you. Um, I don't disagree, but I think I feel like, like Vic said, that for the time period, it's pretty accurate. It's. You know? and, but then also, the fact that she was so adamant that she, she was 13 and she had to spend a year out and she had to make it on her own, that sort of lent to the idea. It's like, okay, well, you need to make it on your own. You clearly need a job. I
0: so understand. 13. I, I can't help but notice that um a previous video that we watched uh, last year, we had a problem with five. The shit that he was allowed to do and the lack of uh, we're talking about Ponyo and the <laughs> the lack of adult attentiveness to to uh-huh. the five-year-old right here driving 100%. the boat. And and again, we, we we went over there in clear detail about a problem with it. Please yeah. go watch that video. But the question is this. Five thirteen. Yeah. Where's where did the outrage I need to know this because I don't know who's going to be old in the age of the <laughs> next one.
4: <laughs> so, where's
0: the outrage? Here's H.
4: here's. I'll, I, I'll got give a, you... I got a. I got I I don't know about anybody else.
1: You know, I'll give you my. So. I'll give you my two cents on this. I understand if it is built into the narrative. If it's built into the world, thirteen-year-old mm-hmm. witches going out into the world and getting a job is built into the narrative. Five-year-olds staying at home with strange chicken leg girl, not built into the narrative. All <laughs>
4: the, the, the world is destroyed, <laughs> <laughs> the world not is underwater.
0: It all built into the narrative. That's correct. You did. You did mention that. You talked about the thing that we were. The, the, you talked about the elephant destroying the myth. My bad. My bad. My bad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> typhoon, like son, I'm going to leave you here. If I left my five-year-old son at home alone during a typhoon. No,
2: <laughs> just, I'm pretty sure your wife would kill you.
1: <laughs> just no. So yes, so I, I took the
4: chicken leg girl. You gotta, you gotta hey, with, with a too. girl
1: with a girl that I just found in my driveway that transformed from chicken to girl. <laughs> she ran by me. I would have serious issue leaving my five year old son at home alone with this. So that's that's the difference. Is that. This movie establishes a narrative where a thirteen-year-old is expected to go out and find their way in the world, and that does nothing make you feel better about a five-year-old being left alone in the middle of a typhoon.
0: And <laughs> right, look, I just wanted to find out where no, what the level of outrage.
1: Totally get. I, I follow you. Not establishing the nerve. That's my. That's my line. <laughs> anyway, she gets this gig, and I, I, I love that. She doesn't have a, any skills at all. <laughs> like the bitch witch, she could tell fortunes. She's specializing in love fortunes now, or however it was as she worded it.
3: I tell fortunes about love. <laughs> there you go. Are you... I Gosh, you really such, either. Either. Yes. such a
0: Yo, bitch. I'm sorry. She sounded just like you. I thought you actually had <laughs> it. Like we rolled. We rolled the clip. <laughs> <laughs> we rolled. The, I'm like, <laughs> Oh my so God. much I
3: disliked her. <laughs> I, I wanted to copy her voice exactly so I can make fun of her. <laughs> that was
0: great, Mark Wahlberg of you. Bravo, Thanks.
3: bravo.
1: Um, so yeah, she gets. She has no talents. She doesn't know how to make potions. She doesn't know how to like her witching ability is subpar at best. But she can fly. So she decides she's going to deliver stuff. I want to deliver. Pizzas or something like that, so she's gonna start her own delivery service. That's it, lifting yourself up by your bootstraps, damn it! By your
0: oh no, you did not! Oh, <laughs> you motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> anyway, was <laughs> it, was,
1: it was just I appreciated her her can-do attitude and that optimism of youth. That optimism that I can, I'm just gonna do this thing and it's gonna be great. And without any thoughts whatsoever about the repercussions or the logistics involved, she just thinks, I'm gonna get a phone number and I'm gonna
0: deliver. It's gonna be great. <laughs> do you think that was an indictment on what our kids deal with when they turn 13? Like she went out and was, she got this room with well, a pigsty, and then she spent time cleaning her room. Yeah. Like... Yeah, oh, no, I, I don't. See, like, if the one was did not happen, we would have 13 year olds that will be able to be diligent enough to, to do chores. And not just do chores. No, we could kick their ass out. <laughs> and see, they'll go out oh, and get jobs and support themselves. We could kick their ass out. And, others, and other strangers are going to take care of them man
1: <laughs> so there there is something to and i it's i might be speaking out of turn but there's something to the japanese sensibility about community and and what it is to to help each other and to take care of each other and things like that and a lot of like there's there's shows about japanese two-year-olds going out of the house alone to run errands so, like this mm-hmm. is a thing because they know their their crime rate is so low and they have like such a sense of community there that they know that other people are going to help take care of this kid and get them you know to do what they got to do. Um so I I feel like and again I can't be sure but it feels like that sort of culture can't help but find its way into their storytelling. Cuz they mm-hmm. can't to them it would be hard for it's them to fathom a world where people are just that fucking horrible. <laughs>
0: Regardless of the issue, I think that's part of the reason why I have such an issue. It's like, these are some very Japanese culture ideas that you're instilling into. But that's fucking Tuscany over there.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, it gives you an interesting perspective on how they view our cultures, right? So, like, how many times have we? on and try to simulate another country another culture and we say this is what we think that they look like and sometimes we're totally off because we put our own filter onto there so if you think about it the asian culture is coming back and saying yeah this is what we think Tuscany's like but they can't actually take out their own culture so they go yes everybody is like that they're going to be nice too mm-hmm. and, you know they're going to do this and and we, always... on the other hand, if we did Kiki's delivery service, she would have been on a milk carton. Whereas, you know, have you seen my child?
0: <laughs>
2: have you seen the witch?
0: It would like, like it would have been human trafficking.
4: You know, oh, if, and the, yeah, and the witch bitch would have been a pimp somewhere because of how she's going. <laughs> you mean that's basically <laughs> it
1: yeah? It, it would have like, ended up like some twisted American Tale version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> living in the streets
0: so the only reason why we're saying tuscany is because we are agreeing that their beach definitely had that mediterranean feel
1: it did it had a very mediterranean almost like yeah like i do not say grecian but it definitely somewhere along the mediterranean coast it had that vibe hard and i loved it mm-hmm. i was there for every minute of it in fact there's Know what I wrote is that scene where she's flying on her broom when she's coming into town for the first time, and there's just the waves and her and the seagulls, and I was just like, "Chef, Chef's kiss, that shit was perfect." (laughs)
0: Ah, Okay, I think I think we are we are building our uh, our scale of goodness. We have at the pinnacle, Chef's kiss. And then, at the other, we have Winning oh, Vagina. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's our spectrum. There that's our spectrum. That's it, yeah. And
0: from Sheskis to Winning Vagina.
4: <laughs> Sheskis. trying to get on our Ghibli <laughs>
1: We had we had to get we had to get wooden <laughs> vagina in our Ghibli Fest videos. We just had to. Had to have I didn't even
3: say the word. Well done, Brian. Brian, <laughs> right, in a past episode, like
2: of, Brian uh, we recorded that like almost a year ago. Let it go. <laughs> hey now. Oh
1: Christ! Like, Andrea has Did an answer. Really- Okay, okay. For, for where it is.
3: Yes, so apparently during the production phase, Miyazaki and his artists traveled to Sweden, specifically Stockholm, and they decided to take uh, bits of Stockholm, Lisbon, Paris, San Francisco, and Milan and kind of create their own little, I believe, town.
0: Lisbon, mostly, definitely see
3: Lisbon. But it's mostly modeled after Stockholm. That's where they went for research.
2: But well, I saw no meatballs in the
1: movie. <laughs>
3: or IKEAs. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! So gotta love um, the meatballs. <laughs> I love, I love this. Uh, her problem solving in this. She gets her first big delivery, and it's the doll, the the Gigi doll, which is I, oh god. She crashes hard on that. Fails epically. Her answer is, I'm going to give them my real cat. A sentient cat that I am friends with and can have conversations with. I'm going to put him in a cage, and I'm going to give him them temporarily until I can get this resolved. I got this.
4: Tell him not to breathe. Yeah,
1: just don't breathe. Brilliant. Just excellent problem solving there. Well done, Kiki. No notes. He's the best undercover (laughs) agent. And I love that it's the dog... Still Jeff, though. I love that Yo, the dog Jeff knows. was my
0: dude.
1: The dog fucking knows. Like, he knows. Absolutely. This is a cat that is trying his damnedest not to die. And just, <laughs> <laughs> just gives no fucks. It's so good.
2: At first, he looks like he's just enjoying just making Gigi sweat.
0: Yeah, it's excellent. <laughs> and, 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 and. I've never seen a cat sweat. Have y'all ever seen a cat sweat? I didn't know was of, <laughs> didn't it was possible. Didn't think was possible. And spotted the jiggly tears of sweat. Was, <laughs> that's right. Yep. Giant <laughs> ass jibbly droplets. Yo, know, you know, when that happened, I was like, there you go. That counts. Check it off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: gosh. So it, it she goes back to, to find the lost plush. She meets our, our our woodland artist. What was her name? Ursula. 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 Oh,
4: I love her. Ursula. I love her. Ursula, the hippie. She's great. She's
1: great. I, I do. I do love her. But I. I she's. She's a sneaky bitch. Um. <laughs> I, I wrote this down because I was like, "Damn, that's fucked up." It's the doll from Ursula, and she's like, "Oh no, the next torn." And Ursula's like, "I can fix it, but you gotta clean my entire fucking house." <laughs> <laughs> Why well, stitch this together?
0: You gotta earn this little like, black thread and needle.
1: <laughs> it's just like That's some she high probably
2: grade. needed a queen so she could figure out where she left the thread and needle.
3: Dude, that
1: is, that is the escal? That is not. do not the scales do not balance?
3: She's so. only yeah. eighteen. She's uh. not going to hire a maid. The next <laughs> best thing <laughs> is this little girl who needs something sewn. It's easy. <laughs> it's
0: like so. I have I have an interesting question to ask. Since so right I'm right. What happens? How do they animate somebody being an artist? Whose drawing? Is that right
1: there? Inception. So I, what I can say is that. Or, uh, most of Ursula's art was part of the background palette. So it's the background artist's artwork
3: And the artwork that she does, like the main artwork that has is you know based off of Kiki's face and all that that she has her pose for, that's actually based off an actual art uh, piece. I forget who it's by and I will look that up. Um, show but, notes. yeah, show notes. But uh, yeah, it's based off an actual painting that. Is oh, created it. by some other artist that they just use it on. I will find that information now. Wow. There you go. That no uh, a great question. So that is so that So typically. So,
2: and that's why we keep Andrea around. Right. <laughs>
1: that is, she works cheap.
3: Um, <laughs> just some Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, hey, so,
0: Andrea, you want to come to your, you, you, You're talking right? You want to come to my house? Right.
3: 13. <laughs> hold <laughs> up, hold up. I'm not about cleaning. All right, I'm about editing. <laughs> editing and finding show notes. That's what I'm. So,
1: so the, oh. the painting, big like two or three pe- paint, uh, canvas sized big painting. That's somebody else's artwork that they yes. duplicated it.
3: That's pretty cool. Correct, and they just put cool. um face or their version of it on there. That's tight. Hang on, I have it. Hang on here. Wait
1: here homegirl has her notes i Uh, do
3: i have all my notes here (laughs) it is all right ursula's drawing is based on a wood block print called the ship that flies over the rainbow made by the special needs students at oh i am going to butcher that so i'm not even going to (laughs) try um it's a junior high uh, school student i'll butcher Uh, it you're you're gonna butcher okay hang on let me see if i can get you a better because i gotta i gotta be able to say the name yeah you yeah Ah, Yeah. sorry technical difficulties with my phone and getting this name damn you really brought the receipts yeah i really did it's right there oh
1: okay all right
3: there you go he's gonna professionally read it
1: yes the uh achinohe minato junior high school go he said there you go and i I thought
0: this is a world series I heard about them. They were in the World Series.
3: They
1: had a hell of a a, uh, water polo team. They were big. Um, A bunch of
0: 13-year-olds that know how to play water polo.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so the original artwork doesn't have the face of the girl in it. It's just the regular work that's there, just without her face.
1: So what we're saying is, Izaki. Altered not only the story that this was based on, the artwork he used in it too.
4: It's stolen from children. Yes. A bitch.
0: <laughs> and how dare he? And delivered by a child. That's it. Right. And delivered
1: by a child. Well, this, this brings me to one thing I did end up looking up, which I don't know why I felt like I had to. <clears throat> Her next delivery. Is she goes to visit the old lady whose name I don't remember, and 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 she's got the old lady door lady who's super. Parksia. Yeah, those ladies, and she ends up helping her bake a pie, mm-hmm. herring and pumpkin pie.
0: Herring, herring, herring.
1: herring and so I looked that up because I was like, no fucking way! Right? I was very wrong. It's a thing. Real thing. Here's where it fucks with our heads. Herring and pumpkin. As Americans, as Westerners, when we hear pumpkin pie, we think Thanksgiving pumpkin pie. And they mean it. It's a pot pie. The whole thing is it's a herring pumpkin pot pie. So it's a herring and squash pot pie. Not a pie pie. It's a savory dish, not a sweet dish. And that's what was fucking with my head when she said it. I was like, I'm sorry, but
2: herring and pumpkin does, together does not sound savory.
1: Terrible. It's so it's, it's a, uh. a savory dish, not a sweet dish. It's a German dish. Put this up. It's a German dish, and it's actually pickled herring and pumpkin pot pie. Oh. Oh. Yeah, no. Oh, I have that. I didn't write it down, but the, oh, no, I did write it down. Fuck no, all in capital letters. That's what I wrote. I
3: can verify I'm looking at yeah. a That's
1: what I wrote. There. Fuck no, all in capital letters.
3: I would like to underscore, uh, underline that, please. A hundred percent, yes.
1: And (laughs) the fucked up part is, I don't blame her granddaughter for hating it, but she's still
4: a bitch. Oh, 100. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh,
2: yeah. She could have just been like, oh, oh, look, it's grandma's pie. Okay, thank you so much. Walk away and
0: toss it.
1: Leave that shit in the fridge until it rots and toss it away like everybody else does with food they don't like.
0: She didn't do that. That's why she didn't like Kiki. That's why that is really the reason why she didn't like Kiki. You brought me this fucking pie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Soaking wet.
2: Look. And um, here's the funny dear. part Grandma made Kiki a chocolate pie, a chocolate cake.
3: Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grandma knows how to cook. Grandma will not fucking around. She just didn't do it. So maybe she has favorites. Maybe she doesn't like her own granddaughter.
2: Oh. <laughs> uh, would you? I mean, look maybe at her. She, she was awful. Maybe she
4: knew. Maybe she knew. Right? No matter what, she wasn't going to be grateful, so I'm going to make her this crap pie, and there you go.
1: I don't blame her for not liking it, because Lord knows I wouldn't, but to accept these things with graciousness and kindness, mm-hmm. you little bitch. Correct. <laughs> so now, is it confirmed? Clearly she's
0: 12. Did that little girl's rich. 12. She's
1: probably. Well, you know, she's cool. not old enough to have a job. so She's immature. <laughs> <laughs>
0: she's immature. She's Please be gentle be with her. She's the word you're looking for is spoiled, but it doesn't mean she hasn't learned how to put her bootstraps on yet.
1: And also,
3: <laughs> also the ungrateful little girl's grandma's name is Madam.
1: That, that's it? That's
3: it, just Madam. Dude, and, I and, and Brian had it. It was Barca, as the, the assistant she's that wants so to be She's So great. I love she's when like, she's I hopping I on that see. broom by the <laughs> door. That shit was
1: funny. <laughs> <clears throat> is it confirmed that the chick in the car? Tries to get what's his name? Tom Tombo, Tombo. to mm-hmm. go look at the dirigible. Is that her? Oh, is oh that my, the oh bitch? Uh, yes. yes. It is her, right?
4: Yeah, I
2: think so. I
4: thought.
1: So is she Tombo. said she
4: delivered me the pie.
1: Yeah, uh, okay, she okay, yeah, so it is her. In the version I watched, she just said that's the delivery girl, the girl with the delivery service. It didn't specifically say, This is the bitch who brought me the nasty ass, horrible herring and pumpkin pie. <laughs> 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 Fucking grandma's pies. Um Yeah. Eh, she was a bitch. I don't like her. Agreed. <laughs> no one did. Uh this story is is very much slice of life. It's very much about a little girl trying to find her way in the world kind of thing. And had it not been interjected with magic, it might have been very forgettable. But it wasn't. Um, I don't know how many of you guys have seen a lot of Ghibli's other slice of life movies like Only Yesterday or...
2: From Up on Poppy Hill. <laughs> From
1: Up on Poppy Hill or things like that. But those are not movies that sit with me uh, personally. They're beautiful, but I-, I don't sit down and go, man, I really need to watch From Up on Poppy Hill. Those movies don't sit with me the way that like Kiki does. And that has to oh. do with the idea of injecting a level of fantasy into it that sort of just elevates the simple, the basic material into something else entirely. What's up, Brian?
4: Like a cat who eats pancakes?
1: A cat who eats pancakes.
4: <laughs>
0: as long
1: as they're not burnt. <laughs> <laughs> even, even a cat has to have, uh, you know, limits here. Standard. Have have standards. Standard. Well,
4: the thing is, too, I thought it was cute, is the the Osana, what was it? Osana? So no, the lady. Osana, Yeah. Osana. yeah. She goes, here's the room, the water and the bathroom on the bottom floor. Have a good day. <laughs> and she cooks upstairs. And did you notice when she tries to fix the fire? She sticks her hand in the soap. <laughs> the
1: whole thing the Whole thing goes casually right in.
4: She goes, I don't know if it's hot enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, it's hot. It's cool. <laughs> it's,
1: it's <so> <laughs> I've, I've let this 13-year-old girl have fire and her own place. <laughs>
0: No, 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 no. We can't, we can't look back and of the world building.
1: That's right. No, it's I don't <laughs> it's in a I to. Nothing
0: just about started.
1: this <laughs> risky,
4: but I get it. Yeah. But risky. Yeah, I mean, we have, just, <laughs> <soon>. <laughs> we have like, to assume. We have to assume
0: that. Yeah.
4: My pancake didn't cook right. Pick up the frying pan, stick her hand in the stove, and oh, okay, there's the flame. He puts it back. I was like. I don't
0: know. know,
2: Play fire. Are you awake? Come on. (laughs) It's
4: a a typical teenager thing to do, right? Is it working?
0: (laughs) But here's the thing, though. We live in a world where we watch like MasterChef Jr. or the little kid baking baking candle, you know. These motherfuckers are making herb de Provence. these little eight-year-olds. You have to be eight year old to be on Matthew Shell Junior, and we're really ragging on this thirteen year old getting in on the.
1: Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, but babe.
2: those eight year olds aren't putting their hands on the grill. Is it hot? Oh, no. no. Here's,
1: here's the thing. They are. That is their specialty. That they are specialized at that. Now, I want you to get give one of them a broom and say, "Fly over this city, All right?" Kiki has a specialized set of skills. It was not cooking. Like <laughs> there are people that just can't cook but can do a lot of other shit. And Kiki is clearly one of those people. He knows flapjacks. And then that's it. That's it. <laughs> so what do we eat today? Pancakes.
2: <laughs> she doesn't even make the cool jiggly kind of pancakes either.
0: There, there is a reason is a reason why I'm defending her pancakes and her cooking. No. Um, start? And just a little bit about my own life. I recently found a new appliance called the Stuffler, where you can make stuffed waffles. Wait, what? Where you can make stuffed waffles.
2: Uh, we're going to have to talk after
0: this.
1: <laughs> right, just, we gonna be so well, we're going to have an off-tape conversation about this.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well,
0: well Needless to say, guess what we've had for the past three days straight. <laughs> pancakes. It's a shame, really. Waffles. <laughs> waffles. Couldn't waffles. figure out
1: the machine. We all ate pancakes. Um... <laughs> hey, hey.
0: <laughs> Ryan, you will cook breakfast? Yep. What are you cooking? Come on, man.
3: Waffles. <laughs> and in the morning, he Go. made waffles. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Gotta love them. I love them.
1: <laughs> oh my god! So <laughs> circling back to this, this, the inclusion of magic in this narrative was how what her crisis was. Film takes a long time to build up to the crisis. The crisis isn't her finding a place to live or moving out or any of that stuff. The crisis
0: happened. Oh, that was easy.
1: Much, yeah, much, very easy. At thirteen, I mean, whatever, She's practically a senator. <laughs> So barely, barely. <laughs> barely, barely <laughs> so uh, the the crisis happens when she starts to doubt herself, and she gets this like artist's block, writer's block, witches block. I don't know. She gets a block, and she suddenly can't can't fly. She can't even understand her cat anymore. She's
2: it doesn't matter. Her cat just ditched her <laughs> for a pussycat
0: cat.
1: Did <laughs> <laughs> all for the lady. I I appreciated that story element because of the parallels it does with all of us as teenagers and the kinds of like things that we're going through and complications and like, and how everything feels like it's the end of the world and you get imposter syndrome really hard when you're that age. Um, mm-hmm. Just the environment around you, like if you've ever been to a public school, it's, the imposter syndrome is, is vicious. And, and she doubts herself so much that she can't even use her own magic anymore or or understand her her, you know, non-monogamous cat. And
0: <laughs> it's, <laughs> and,
1: and it's great. Like I loved that. I loved how it showed her struggling with something that none of us could ever possibly understand or relate to but do it in such a way that it becomes instantly relatable. Like
0: so can can I mostly seen it and seen that this is something that can happen to her. It actually put something else in my mind and I didn't know the best way to bring it up. Uh Right? But we have some wonderful examples of of femininity as a part of the academy. And I hope you guys already know where I'm going with this. She is 13 years old. That means she is just now starting to deal with the 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 trials of Venus
1: <laughs> Aunt Irma, as we as I've referred to her.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: the, the trials of Venus. That is yes, different. Way.
1: <laughs> excellent. That may be greatest description of menstrual cycle I've ever heard.
3: I'm going to use that from <laughs> now on. I'm. Conforming oh, the trials of, <laughs> trials of Venus. me to begin the
1: Trials of Venus. I want
4: to call out Stick with that. I'm performing the Trials <laughs> of
3: Venus. I can't come into work today. <laughs> I must
0: require the
3: chocolate and heat pad. <laughs> <So. laughs>
0: oh my
1: god. So, you yeah, know, so Brian, I thought that crazy. too. I did. I thought that too. I thought... Well, she's of that age, you know, could be she's going through not just self-doubt, but like a little bit of that, too, because she was all moody. And she even talked about it. She's right. like, I'm normally so happy, and now I'm a bitch. And my first thought was, maybe you're on the rag. Like, it was a terrible reaction <laughs> to have in my head. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> that's very wrong. It's absolutely where my Which, head went.
2: Like, right, sir, here's your free passes to hell.
1: <laughs> but no, we were both wrong. She was just going through some shit. That's all—some confidence issues.
0: And guess what? We don't even figure out what was the what was the first thing that set her off. I don't know. Well, just, I
3: don't dress. Nothing.
0: Self-confidence. Was, oh, maybe okay. she got depressed. I believe she's better yeah. at making pancakes than this. But <laughs> oh no, my shit. Is... <laughs>
3: For me, the way that I interpreted the story of, like, Kiki, like, growing up and stuff like that and uh, ending up with, you know, issues of my own was I took Kiki's delivery services as a a story of, like, depression. Like, the purple dress symbolized, like, a cloak of depression that she was going to have. That's why she always wants something more. She wants the pretty dresses. She wants the pretty shoes. You know, all that stuff. But it's fighting throughout the whole episode it like slowly falls into a depression and there's no way that it starts you don't just one thing happens and all of a sudden you have depression it's just one day you sit there going why is everything different and why can't I communicate with the people or have love for the things that I do all I want to do is just lay in bed and do nothing because nothing's worth it and I'm sorry. This is, this is this I interpret. That's
0: fucking magical.
3: And then, like, she has no, to no, fight I'm her sorry. way through
0: it. <laughs> this is delivery service, not go to the cell. There's no department <laughs> that can <to fix> you. <laughs> You're not. Think not think the <laughs> no, no, that's it's that's why. No, yeah, that is that's reserved.
3: That's why she has a difficult time speaking to Gigi when it all goes down. And it's because Mm -hmm. Gigi is happy right now. He's with his girl cat. He can't relate to her struggle. But the 18-year-old artist who has basically run away from the city life and lives on her own in recluse can completely understand her block and the the Mm -hmm. not feeling like you're good enough or kind of putting yourself down. And she essentially tells her like, you need to get away. Why don't you come to the cabin with me? Like, let's go on an adventure. Let's leave right now. You know, it's like she understood that Kiki needed to get out of her own head, get out of that apartment, get out of that mindset and just kind of go and reevaluate what she wants. Because right now, all she was doing was like, I have to train. I have to be the best. I have to prove to my mom and everyone that I'm great and that I'm doing great. and And she's like, wait, why are you trying to prove them? Like, why did you even start this in the first place? And she even says it herself, she's like, I got all wrapped up in training and trying to be the best at. I didn't even think about what I wanted to do or what my inspiration was. And it wasn't until she has that conversation with Ursula that she starts regaining that confidence. And and then eventually she's able to fly again.
0: So that is way deeper than I thought
2: this
1: movie was. I, <laughs> I could never not see it that way now. That was beautiful
3: that's all i think of kiki kiki is a depression so and artist good. block story it's just working through the trials and the tribulations and things that are going to put you down like pretty girl's dresses and comparing yourself tombo wants to be with her he is trying so hard to be with her and all she thinks of is well he's talking to Pop pie bitch over there so he must want her not me like he just wants to talk to me because i'm a witch and like i can fly that's what she thinks but that's not the reality of the situation. Anyone that's outside can see it. But she's so caught up in her own depressive mind, she doesn't see. it. She just sees the negative.
0: Everywhere. Wow. Wow. You're officially need <laughs> to make sure you come to every other every other <laughs> taking we do from now on, because <laughs>
3: <laughs> I watch is- this is that one of my favorite films. Uh, Rodney's film. Yeah, for it. that reason. That's <laughs> amazing. Richard that's an amazing
1: deconstruction.
3: And that's why she doesn't change out. And at the end, like if you watch post-credit scene. There's a scene where her father runs in. He's like, we got a letter from Kiki. We got a letter from Kiki. And when he's reading it, she's like regaling, like, hi, mom and dad. Like, I'm, you know, have this wonderful life. I'm doing a delivery service. And she even says in the note, sometimes it still gets hard. But, you know, I'm, I continue to go forward. Essentially, what she tells right. her parents. You know, they were saying, like, you know, she still gets depressed and she still has moments of, you know, low confidence and all that stuff. But she keeps finding her new inspiration to keep going forward.
2: So now I need to take a break. go cry in the corner for a few minutes. I'll be right back.
0: Okay. <laughs> While you're doing that, Vic, I need to go ahead and say, I think we redo every video and have her watch and we give her take. <laughs> I don't know, it? so it's
2: clear, Like, Andrea, it's what clear. is the deeper meaning to this video? <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Excellent, but I mean... No, hold on, hold on. I got a very important question. So okay. with that wonderful deconstruction that you gave me, Help me out with wooden vagina. Word.
3: <laughs> that was made by someone who needed a lot more therapy than I could
0: provide.
3: <laughs> I
0: have questions and you know the answers. Give me what I need.
3: <laughs> I, I wish I could You need
2: way really more alcohol to understand that.
3: Mm-hmm. Sometimes things are not meant to be understood. <laughs>
1: I I loved loved that Andrea. That was amazing.
3: Oh, thank you. That, was, that
0: awesome. was amazing. Like we don't even need to th- a final thought. From now on, I'm gonna go. What is Andrea's gonna be doing? My final thought. I cannot trust myself. <laughs> <Hey>, Time <whatever laughs> final thoughts. What does Andrea think? Uh, <laughs>
1: excellent that is excellent and i see it i see what you're saying
3: it even was handed Mm -hmm. down like her mom made her the Mm -hmm. dress and draped it over her made her take the broom made her Mm -hmm. take the broom the hand me down the first thing she says is Mm -hmm. oh i hate this color instantly right right the sadness
1: man man that was that's great um and then she's she finds her way out of it through all the kindness
3: all the kindness through through uh, everyone, yeah. Ursula, even even the husband who, to this moment, I still don't know his name. I don't
1: either. He's
2: fucking but awesome. I
3: love him. And he's so got like much. three. He's
2: got like three words in the entire movie, and two of those words are grunts.
3: yes one of them is because he spills a hot beverage on him like he's so cool and it's even just his warmness of him making that bread like beautiful awning like thing like i don't even know how he made that by the way because that looks so hard to make out of bread um but yeah he made that he was so excited like walking back and forth and when he saw her he's like running away and then he comes out like oh yeah i just made that for fun and she gives him this big hug and it's like even just the kindness of someone that you don't even necessarily talk to, but they can show you, that, you know, they care for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: It's like those little interactions pull her out of it every single time because she finds new inspiration.
0: She normally Actually, do. I have a different uh, take on what her problem is. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Community service, right? Or or, yep. or just that that first responder.
1: Well, she ran for a lot job. of
0: the things... Sorry, not that part. Oh, okay, problems flying that part, but more <laughs> importantly, like when she's um, like the service that she was doing. Well, I'm flying this one, but to do to the next thing, I need to help you bake. I need to clean your house. Uh, combo actually in danger. No, I need to nut up, and I do need to go fly because I'm not he's gonna die. There's something to be said about being put in that moment where it's either. Put up, shut up. Shit or get off the pot. Or pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I mean, whatever <laughs> turn the euphemism is, yeah, whatever the euphemism is, it happened to her, and is it there when you wanted it to happen? No. But there when you need it to happen? God damn it. That's lesson, too. Right,
1: like, like she pushed herself through it because she had to.
0: She was the Goku before Goku. She was exceeding her (laughs) limits before it was cool.
4: I mean how many of us room went super saiyan? That was basically (laughs) that floor that floor sweeper went super saiyan. Like she was like (laughs) wait it went I was like what the
1: (laughs) you know what? So that's how many of us have how many of us haven't had to just push ourselves through whatever we're going through to get the job done the thing that needs to happen. You don't wake up every morning and boy, I can't wait to look at these spreadsheets, but you do it. You push. Uh, unless,
0: unless, oh, oh, hold up, hold up. Unless you're me. Unless you're Brian. Um,
2: yeah. Unless Brian's unless fetish is spreadsheets.
0: He,
1: he kills it in the sheets. So <laughs> what you do is push yourself through it. Cause you have to, you have to, you have to, Push through that problem. So what, uh, But I think that's kind of a testament to the coming of age part of that, mm-hmm. too. It's like, yeah, you you have depression. Depression can be world-ending for a teenager. But as you become an adult, depression is something you know you have to push through. And you have to... Okay. I, I got shit to do. Dirigible's coming down. Like, I got to go save some people. And you push through it. And I think that moment, which, by the way, my note was the whole Dirigible rescue scene is just... The whole thing, just yes to the whole thing. Just fucking awesome.
3: Originally, but, it wasn't going to be in the story,
1: right? Because it's not in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: the ending was going to be when madam gives the the cake to Kiki. Kiki was going to like cheer up, and then that was going to be the end. But they were like, "No, we kind of need a big."
4: So oh, they made
3: the original. They, they
2: it. We need about a twenty-something minutes. <laughs>
3: <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, we need two.
1: Um. So much so that I forgot my point. No, the point was is that that moment is where she, me, where she changes from being the girl to being the young woman. That moment where she's pushing through her own shoes to do what needs to get done, where she finally comes over that hurdle and she's like, figuring shit out. And after that, she's able to fly again. She never does hear Gigi again, which... Point of contention. In the Disney dub, Gigi talks at the end. She hears Gigi again. But in every other version, Gigi doesn't talk ever again.
0: I think that's like a loss of innocence.
1: Right. Exactly. That's kind of what I was going at, at with it, is that's like more of a symbol of her maturity, of her, you know, crossing over that, that threshold from childishness to being a young adult. You know, you're pushing through to your depression and your troubles and your artist block and pushing through the things that get things to get done and kind of leaving that that innocence behind i don't know it, it's i
0: don't weird. want i agree i well i agree with everything that we're saying it's the pushing through that is the problem she experienced an episode yeah, yeah, yeah. she she legit experienced an episode she had to have more of a breakthrough, and more of something that she pushed it aside. She actually had to find some way. You know, saying it wasn't even because again, we still don't even know what her trigger is, other than possible the trial of the Venus. But other than that, we don't know what was her trigger. Right. So, she actually had a moment. And she actually had to. Receive therapy to even be able to get it, to even get to a point where yeah. she was able to heal enough. So it wasn't that she pushed it aside, or it was oh, something to do. No, no some, somebody helped her.
1: No, she didn't push it aside. She pushed. I feel like she pushed through it. Like she had her therapy session. Ursula sat her down, had a moment. She talked her through it a bit. She had some moments of levity with the cake and seeing Madame.
3: Madam.
1: Yep. Great name. Again, in
3: Barca.
1: And it and that's that's it. It's not to me, it's not like and obviously, you know, it's this isn't gonna be a movie about mental health per se, but it is at the same time. It's not like she's gonna receive months of therapy and get through it that way. She we only got two hours to get the story done. She gets a therapy session, she finds some more kindness in the world, and she pushes through that pain to come out the other side a better person. That's that's all I meant by it. She didn't dismiss it. She wasn't like, no, no, you hide over there. i you later. Yeah. Exactly,
0: exactly. That's the point. She actually had to heal in this one. She actually had to have some type of recovery. And and honestly, that's a that's a testament to what happens with depression. You know, sometimes you feel like you are just dragging in it. And you need to actually get your head back above water before you can actually do anything right and that's what happened. Somebody reached down, game over and here's cake. Deliver delivery <laughs> I
3: can fly
1: <laughs> get shit done
3: there's it. an
0: order of operation to and it was followed it really taking on very anecdote it was followed.
1: Yeah, no, if, if Andrea hadn't have been here, we, we'd have fucked up the end of this episode entirely. No, she she put us in the right place. Oh, direction. Hell
3: no. oh, yeah. oh You guys got it. Oh. It's also a coming-of-age story, and it, oh. it's also your
1: no, interpretation no. of it. No, that was fucking no. beautiful. No, no. No, there is no other interpretation. This is it. I'm
0: Are you kidding saying. me? The best thing we had was some of the Venus before you came along. <laughs> See, that's all we had. <laughs>
1: He'd been sitting on that for a week. It was all <laughs> Like
2: you flipped this entire script like on on its side, fantastic, look, In look. a
1: great way. Which is what these episodes are all about: is us to discuss these these films and and really kind of like get at the meat of it. Oh right? it that we love?
0: man, mm-hmm. you should have been here. For... No, I, yeah. nobody,
1: oh, no, she, mm,
3: no, no, no. I, I no, I, I don't love... think I don't think Ponyo yeah. can be saved.
1: Let's do that. Let's let's get into our final thoughts for Kiki's Delivery Service. Uh, you know what? Since Andrea has been so kind as grace us with her presence for this Jubilee Fest episode. We will start with our guest host, uh, Andrea. What uh, are your thoughts on Kiki? Um, <laughs> at, now, specifically, remember here, we're talking about how this is compared to when we first watched it. Does it still hold up? You know what I mean? Like, this is from nineteen. Oh, we've got the whole
0: format of, of the things we're going to ask. Okay. Fair right,
1: enough, yeah. Fair enough.
0: Thank you. Yeah, Thank you for reorienting to us. Thank you. <laughs> all
3: right well on the fly here then now knowing the parameters of the end (laughs) um i i grew up with this film it's one of my favorite out of all of the Ghiblies. if it is not my favorite i tend to fight between that one and mononoke but i adore kiki's delivery service i cosplay as kiki's delivery service i wanted a black cat so i could name them Gigi and then I ended up getting a girl and named her something completely different but point being I adore this film I love it growing up with it I just thought of it as a cute little movie about a witch and how she you know has a hard time and then she powers through it woohoo awesome and then growing up and you know going through my own trials and tribulations watching it again I realized, at least for me, the way I perceived it was it was about depression and writer's block and fighting your way through it and and finding things that give you inspiration and give you happiness in order to make life worth participating in. And that's what Kiki taught me. It was like, you know, in one sense, you know, Gigi's like, oh, can we get some cat food for me? And she's like, oh, we have enough money. But then, when they're at the grocery store, he's like, "Look, Kiki, it's me!" and it's a little tiny cup that has his little face on it. She ends mm-hmm. up buying it. Like it's it's a nice little way to show that even though she's struggling for money and stuff, it's something that brought her and Gigi both joy. Therefore, she deemed it worthy. You know, it's it's a very tiny little thing, but when you're looking. in that perspective it's just showing that and throughout the whole film you kind of pick that up she does little tiny things to bring herself joy or to bring Gigi joy or anything just like everyone else does things to bring her joy like making the bread making a cake you know making a, a pie for an ungrateful granddaughter all of that stuff are just little things that you can see you can do to help someone else or if you are the person receiving it see that that is a sign that someone cares for you and you just have to find little things to move forward and to be happy. And it's not always going to be easy. There are going to be times when it's hard. but If you keep finding new inspiration, you'll keep wanting to participate. And that's worth it because then you get to have awesome adventures and have your own delivery service. It's amazing.
1: So in hindsight, I should have made you go last because I'm um, not going to be able to, to hold a candle. To everything you just uh, said, we,
0: we're not going to follow that. Uh, we're not uh, going to follow <laughs> that. I don't want to follow that.
1: Yeah, um, not it. Hey, Lynette, your turn. Um,
4: so,
3: Lynette's <laughs> 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 like, "How dare you? How, uh, how?
1: Had you ever seen Kiki before this?"
4: No, actually, I think I maybe saw like the first five minutes way back in the day, but. Um, not really get a chance to finish it. I got to watch it for the first time here. I watched it dubbed. Now I'm going to go back and watch it subbed because I prefer it that way. But I really enjoyed it. I liked how it was, you know, she was going through some challenges and how she did it. I just, the the animation made it more enjoyable and allowed for you to kind of, you know, want to push her through any of the sad moments. Like when she's hiding under the bed because she doesn't want to do anything or when she's crying while she's trying to fix her mom's bur- broom, you know, stuff like that. She's so just like, "Come on, go make pancakes, go make, do something. Let's go, let's go." If, you know, you want the, you wanted to see Gigi come in and like attack her or something. So that's that's the part that I got is like I really enjoyed being able to be that motivation, even though she can't hear me. It's, it was like some of the first times yeah. when I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, you cheer her on." So I'm gonna do a ditto. With, I really like the hair. It always, (laughs) for some reason, even with Gigi when he met the female cat, it was like, I was like, oh, yeah, moment. You know, it was like,
1: I do, I I love that ghibli hair. That that is, it is in every one of their movies, and I fucking love it. Exactly. I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let uh, Vic go next. Hey, Vic, Uh, let's talk about Kiki uh, then and now.
4: Oh, you. Oh, God.
2: So, (laughs) first and foremost, when Gigi sees the other cat, it's a classic Wayne's World moment. He goes (laughs) schwing. Noted. (laughs) But, (laughs) seriously, uh, you know, the first hundred or so times that I've watched this is thanks to your little sister every time I'm hanging out with you. It was blasting on the TV in the living room because she watched it a quarter of a billion times.
1: (laughs) Just (laughs) a bit. Rough estimate.
2: But uh, I enjoyed it. It's still a beautiful movie. I mean, if you look at it now, you would not think that it was animated or released in 89. It is absolutely stunning. Especially, like, whenever they showed Kiki and Gigi walking on the streets, and they do a close-up of Gigi on the sidewalks, the cobblestone sidewalks, how fluid that was every single time. It was was insanely fluid. Oh, my God.
1: They didn't have deep Um, canvas for that shit. That was hand-animated hmm amazing
2: yeah no it was absolutely beautiful and the entire movie is just beautiful i mean beyond that it's like i can't top what andrea said it's like she said it perfectly and i anything i would say would be an injustice to that so all yeah. i'm gonna say is watch it watch it and then when you're done watching it watch it again and once you're done watch it five or six more times
1: yeah brian would you like to go next or do you want me to
0: How how I'm doing this. I hated it. Shame. No, I'm just joking. I wanted to see it (laughs) run (laughs) too. She fell.
1: She fell over. She's done. I'm sorry. I just. you're already
0: buying
2: her ticket to fly out to kill you.
3: (laughs) No, I just went into a fit of laughter. Someone's at the door. Hang on. to a fit of yeah. laughter
0: because there's no way that was true. There's no way. I didn't believe it for a second. <laughs> In for a second? Okay. Uh, look, I took it to be convinced I hated it. But look, um, Andrea's wonderful what, Oh my god. She proves why, why we have to have her here sparingly because of the fact that we would really have to pay her if she was here more often. Oh, yeah for a breakdown like that. Um, as somebody who suffered from depression, if I look back on it, I can see there's so many parallels to it. And my God, I just love this movie even more. Um, we uh, we recently have been having, uh, I've been able to watch this with the family. And we are bonding through these moments. And it, it anchors. There are moments like this where where we, where when you're watching something and it anchors with not just you, but with everybody who you're experiencing with. And so we are making wonderful memories with this. This is just solidified even better. Um, but even without that, even without that set of I was in love with this movie for a couple of reasons. This was actually the first time I actually watched uh, the end credits and everything that was in the end credits because there was so much information that they were giving to you during that last part. And it was like, it was like five minutes, but it, it's really stuff that they could have spent another series, made a series, fleshing out those moments. And it was like, well, this is also awesome. it felt like um Whenever you watch like some type of blockbuster movie and they say, Hey, this is what's happening, it it really felt like a one-over recap or an end cap to it. I've never seen it done as fluidly in a uh, in, in an anime movie as as well as that one did. Um, the artwork is really, really good. Really I was able to uh, Take my amateur knowledge and start looking at shit like the shadowing. Like they actually, I don't know if you know this. One quarter probably did, but where the sun hit, it casted the shadow of the bread of Kiki deliver on the wall, and it made it more oblong. But it, it meant I was like, okay, I can see that now. Thank you, my museum of the anime nerd. I know what to look for. <laughs> <laughs> thank you and honestly and thank you guys for, 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 this was my first time watching it ever. Ever. And I was really happy I can have that moment. So thank you.
1: Awesome. When we've talked about anime over the, the course of the year plus that we've been doing this now, and whenever we talk about anime, it's, uh, I think one of the earlier, probably the first episode we talked about is how, how this, uh, format is generalized so much uh when you say you watch anime to somebody and everybody has a different picture in their head when you say the word anime and it can be such a generalizing term to use uh especially here in the west in the east not so much Uh, but over here you say anime and people get pictures in their heads of what it is you're talking about it's it's often difficult to you explain to those people that the pictures in their head, the thing that they're imagining, be it a Super Saiyan or Tentacle Sex or whatever the hell it is that they think anime is, that they forget that, that it's just the format and that you can have beautiful pieces of art that are created by it. And that tell stories that aren't necessarily conventional, but are timely and relevant, and and Kiki's Delivery Service is kind of one of those movies. Uh, it's kind of like a ray of light. And whenever you need a pick me up, you never you, you just want to feel good. Like you just want to have a fucking cupcake of a of a movie. Like this is this is a great movie for that. This is this is like the anti. This is the cure for depression. You want to go have a great time and feel good. Go watch Kiki, and you watch. Little girl, go to this Swedish, you know, Mediterranean town and find her way in the world. And you're with her, like you said, Lynette, you're cheering her on. Like you said, Andrea, you know, you're watching her battle through her depression. And like you said, Vic, it's fucking beautiful. Like everybody says, all of these things are true. And
0: the fact that. You went around well, what, what? I said something. Brian,
1: Brian, like you said, you said, finding the deeper meaning and understanding around the subject matter. Those are those are the things about anime that make it great. And Kiki's delivery service is sort of like the tent pole of that. When you wanna shirk someone's expectations on what anime is, you give them a Ghibli movie. That's what makes them so amazing. That's what makes it a fucking Oscar winner. Ghibli movie. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's they the thing. Won, they, look, Ghibli won it and Marvel has it. That, right? I should tell you something. There you go.
1: <laughs> that's And that's the beauty of, of Ghibli. And that's why they celebrate them every year with this Ghibli Fest. And that's why when this episode drops, you should go to the theater and watch this. Is how cool, how nice is it going to be to experience this on a theater? Like, take advantage of the fact that G-Kids and Fathom do this every year. Go, go. Experience this moment of light and happiness in the world. Experience this beauty of artwork. That doesn't get celebrated because it's either written off as as porn, violence, or, or childishness. Whichever version of the spectrum of people's predispositions towards anime is. This is against all of them. So yeah, to, to, my, I guess my final thought is, is experience it. Don't just go buy the Blu-ray. You've got an opportunity right now when this episode drops, you have an opportunity to go see this in a theater the way it was intended. And, and you would be doing yourself a disservice to not go appreciate storytelling and, and beauty the way that it was meant to be. This is a perfect movie to go do it with. As is any Ghibli film. So go see it. Yes, it holds up. Even Ponyo. Even Ponyo has its place.
3: We're all making faces just so everyone knows. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, hey, You know what? I'm pretty sure a five-year-old will
2: definitely enjoy Ponyo.
1: My, 100%. My nine-year-old enjoyed it very much. So know your audience. Take them to go enjoy it. But definitely take them to go see this amongst many of the other titles we're covering during this Ghibli Fest part of our, our you know show. Oh, so, there you go. That's my
3: thoughts on it. I agree. Go watch it.
0: Do watch I agree. It. And be
1: and amazed how great the animation looks, considering its age. <laughs> 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 all right. Oof. Well, folks, that was, that was a great, great talk. Uh, I appreciate all of you. Thank you for elevating our show today, Andrea, with your presence and insight.
3: Thank you guys for bringing chef, yes. it every time.
1: I I wish I had a really great closing for this episode, but I don't. You maybe you should, maybe should let Andrea do it. I mean, Ooh, my God. Yeah, no cuff? pressure. No Off pressure.
3: Um, so
1: that's our show for today. Our show for today. So until next time, everyone, keep calm and...
3: Don't put your hand into a lit stove. (laughs) That's it. Perfect. Beautiful. Thank
1: you. Fucking brilliant. There you go. There you go. Excellent. No notes. You've just been privy to the mindless midlife musings of the anime nerd presented by Geek Grotto. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Geek Grotto. For show notes and corrections, or for general geeky fun, you can visit our website at geek-grotto.com. If you would like to sponsor the show, you can do so on the podcast's Red Circle host site, redcircle.com shows slash M-M-M-A-N. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcast app, please
0: like, follow, and subscribe.